0: Hello and welcome to Mom Academy's podcast, episode number 7, my personal reluctation and breastfeeding story. Hi, it's great to have you back again here in the podcast show. Just when I thought I won't be able to record this and give you a second episode for this month, here I am finally airing this a few days before the month ends. Yay! So many things has happened in the co- in the past weeks. Well, motherhood it's 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 just a lot. So I'm sorry that I wasn't able to record this um, ahead of time, and I'm just airing this out a few days before September. Anyway, like I mentioned in the last podcast episode with Bayahalondoni, for this episode specifically, I'll be sharing my personal breastfeeding story as we celebrate August to be the official Breastfeeding Awareness Month and, of course, to bring some encouragement for those who are planning to breastfeed or moms who might have just started in their breastfeeding journey or just plainly any mom out there who's been needing that encouragement from another mother to say like, hey, you can do it, just keep on or hey, you can still breastfeed or relactate like I did before. This is all for you, moms. But before I begin my story, let me just say that I totally totally respect breastfeeding and non-breastfeeding moms and how they feed or nurture their babies. Whether your baby's formula or breastfed, I personally feel that's completely okay. There's already too much debate about these two feeding methods to add to it. So if you ask me, both are just okay for me. Only that breastfeeding works well for us then and at present. And that's a personal choice we want to pursue for our family. So on to my story. Well, breastfeeding didn't come off easy and quick for me. And I think that was because we came unprepared for the battle. My husband and I were so fixated on giving birth naturally that we even had We even attended birthing classes here and there. Well, I think we honestly and unknowingly missed the prepare for what will happen after. The afterbirth scenario. Because we thought breastfeeding would come off naturally and easily. But, we were totally wrong. We only got to purely breastfeed Una on her first month onwards. For the first six weeks of her life, She was fed on formula and breast milk combined. And as a first-time mom, guilt crept into me. Well, because my husband and I had high hopes in exclusively breastfeeding una, in giving her the best and the most natural um, nutrition, which is breast milk. This happened all because we got off on the wrong foot with breastfeeding, mainly lack of information and proper support to be specific. What was worst was that Una had a bad case of nipple confusion as soon as we brought her home from the hospital. She won't latch on properly and would opt for the fast drop bottle instead of direct feeding. And this got us totally disappointed. Well, me specifically. Imagine you just give birth, you were tired, you were exhausted, you wanted to sleep, you wanted to get enough sleep, but here you are trying to nurse a baby who wouldn't want to feed from you. That's just really disappointing for me. I thought exclusive pumping would help me increase my milk production. Well, not for my case. I took countless of milk boosting food and supplements but still to no avail. What I didn't realize was just I had to let the baby and my body take its natural course. Hence, as they say, the most effective technique was to latch, latch, and latch. So when we found out about the relactation process, well, essentially, it means resuming breastfeeding after stopping or mixed feeding, we immediately contacted lactation counselors and a breastfeeding pediatrician to help us proceed. My husband and I knew that the relactation process would be a difficult journey at that point, but we were ready, well, for him for the most part. To battle it through. We were committed and yeah you could call it desperate to give our daughter breast milk from that point on. And I tell you the process was just really unimaginable. Well because she was used to the fast drop bottle, she would wail, she would cry incessantly as if she was begging for the bottle instead of my breast milk. and. I would try to resist, I would try to calm her down, but after a couple of minutes, yes yeah, she would she would fall back to sleep but then after that give her about 10, 15 minutes or so she'd cry again, she'd start wailing again and that same process went on for two weeks. It was a, it was the well the most challenging two weeks of afterbirth for me. And then fast forward to six weeks and with countless wailing as we transitioned her to purely breastfeeding, we were finally and successfully able to bring her back to my breasts. Purely. But it was the hardest part of taking care of a newborn. The whole relactation process was really challenging. But then imagine that after a couple of weeks, on her sixth week onwards, we were finally far we will. We were finally formula milk-free. As in, totally. And like what I told you, the relocation process was absolutely not easy. In fact, there were times I felt empowered to do away with formula feeding, but there are times inevit- inevitably that I would slip back into giving her some ounces of formula milk. Which, by the way, giving... Giving them a few ounces of it derails the process, so it is highly discouraged. But it was so much painful to hear my baby cry endlessly as if she was begging for the bottle. But with prayers and perseverance, we were able to finally get past that stage. Praise God, yeah. At one point, and out of frustration from my husband's part that I kept slipping back and forth in the process, He actually hid all our bottles and the can of formula milk. Yeah, it sounds like it's funny and all that stuff. When we look back right now, it seems like it's funny for us. But in my situation, then I felt like I was really, you know, overwhelmed with a lot of emotions. And him doing that wasn't really, for me, wasn't really helpful. But on the flip side, it was actually that one certain act that helped me really persevere for 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 this whole breastfeeding and I mean the relaxation process because I felt like I didn't have any other choice but to really just keep her on my breasts. And that's it. It worked a lot for me. <laughs> it it actually worked its power. They say breastfeeding is 90% determination or of the mind and 10% of the body and you know what I completely agree with that as soon as pure determination kicked in like I didn't really have a choice where do I get the bottles where do I get the can of milk it's nowhere out of my it's nowhere within my sight I don't have any other choice I was I was alone I didn't have a helper with me I didn't have anyone with me taking care of the baby it was just me and my husband but when my husband leaves I don't have anyone anyone else helping me so for me then, I really didn't have any choice but to keep my baby on my breast. If she'd cry, I'll I'll just comfort her, rock her to sleep, and put her back on my breast. That was just my only choice then, to keep her on my breast. And as soon as pure determination kicked in, we were going well with her feedings and my milk supply gradually increased, as I diligently continued breastfeeding. Yes, the key word is. Diligently, because had I not diligently, um, what, had I not diligently kept her on my breast, I know that my supply would still be fluctuating, and I wouldn't be able to really um, change her preferences—bottle instead of my breast—and. Yes, only the latching technique really worked for me. I wasn't the type whose milk supply was overflowing to the brim. In fact, I would say I wasn't like others who'd produce so much. I think I just have enough for my baby then. What she needed. And I completely agree that without the consistent latching, the milk boosting supplements wouldn't work its wonder. It still has to take its natural course of having baby latched on. And when I tried to look back at those times when it seemed too impossible for me to reluctate, you know, I kind of, I kind of imagined myself, I kind of imagine and remember asking myself then, is it really possible for me to bring her back to my breast? Is it really possible for me to still get to breastfeed her exclusively? or maybe i won't be able to save a ton with 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 formula feeding but i could perhaps save a ton on cloth diapering or other stuff that was that was something that's going on in my head i really wanted to pursue breastfeeding but if it's something that wouldn't work for me well i just i think i would just have to embrace it but thank god for my husband who is really who was really persistent in pushing me and encouraging me that hey breastfeeding is, is God's gift for, for, for female, for mothers. And we just have to find the right help, the right people to, to you know bring us through the process, guide us through the process. And yes, whenever we try to look back throughout the journey that we had we always remain in awe of God's amazing work in my body and in my life. Apart from the re-lactation process, there are times I would think of going back to our own feeding method just because there's too much physical pain and exhaustion to bear. Like Honestly, there were a lot of things I had to bear to be able to um, what? successfully get on with breastfeeding from nipple sores, racks, engorgement, milk blebs, plug ducts. Consistently, I have that. And one that's really a huge challenge for us was my baby's milk soy protein intolerance. Well, essentially, she was allergic to any food that has soy and milk or dairy. And, you know, having, well, me ingesting it and breastfeeding and passing it on to her would mean she would have output with traces of blood as soon as I feed her or I, as soon as I nurse her. It was really challenging for me to drastically change my diet in consideration of her intolerance. And all those stressors, all those um, challenges, those difficulties, all those seemed too much for me then to handle Yet when I think about why I do that in the first place, I settle at the thought that my husband and I will do what we think is best for our child as our parents. There were even times I doubted my ability to produce milk for my daughter. And I would even cry it out to God out of desperation. And I was really begging her, Lord, please give me Enough milk supply. Please make my baby want my breast instead of the bottle. Please have her stop crying and wailing. Please make her fall back to sleep. Please just be the one to silence her and, you know, give me rest. But he kept reminding me of Philippians 4.13 and his faithfulness. And that I can pull it through, though seemingly impossible, through his help. So going back to her milk and soy intolerance... Four months into breastfeeding her through God's leading and wisdom, we found about her MSPI, or her milk and soy protein intolerance, which she has outgrown now, though not completely yet, as she still gets rashes after excessive consumption of foods with dairy and soy. Yet as we trace back our breastfeeding journey, my husband and I are amazed that God allowed us to relactate successfully in aid of my daughter's MSPI. Imagine, have we not gotten through the process of relaxation, and without God's amazing help, it would lead to further problems with her intolerance, with her, I don't know, digestive tract or something that's causing the the diarrhea, the consistent diarrhea, the consistent um, bloody stools. Indeed, his ways and his timing are indisputable. And I couldn't just imagine the timing because when when we try to look back, his means of leading us to our second pediatrician, his wisdom to help us, well, I mean the pediatrician's um, wisdom to help us single out the reason and all the timing, it was all God's perfect grace. My entire reluctation and breastfeeding journey was so much bearable because of these heaven-sent people who incessantly encouraged and helped me to keep going. Well, for one, that's my husband. He tirelessly cheered me on during the initial and grueling phase of relaxation. He consistently prayed with and for me throughout the process. He was too patient for me when I would have my, you know, mood swings. When I, when I would cry. When I don't feel like I wanted to get on with the whole process he was too patient with me i would call him and that was a running joke among the two of us i would call him my best lactation counselor because he was and you know for all our husbands there i think they are our best source of encouragement thus i could actually say that they are one of our best lactation counselors well aside from that aside from that a lot of the pushing also came from my mommy friends who willingly answered all my questions and sent countless encouragement. And that's very important that you have a support system, that you have friends who have experienced it um, ahead of you. They have wisdom. They have all the experiences that they, they can share with you. I also have people who I didn't personally know before but have so much concern for my breastfeeding journey. And these are people that I met in different Facebook groups and online forums that I joined. And also, I'm blessed to have known my lactation counselor, Atitin Cervantes, who helped me with immensely informative counseling and her amazing, amazing, really amazing lactation massage. I love how I can text her anytime I have breastfeeding questions. If not for her... We wouldn't also have met our well-loved breastfeeding advocate pediatrician, Dr. Iris Bonaventura Munoz. She's all that we want for a pedia. And honestly, I could not imagine getting through my breastfeeding journey without their proper support and all the help, all the encouragement, all the pushing and all the all the text messages, all the, all the random calls that they, they, they picked up. I wouldn't be able to get past my breastfeeding or the reluctation process if not for for all their help. It's essential. I always tell this with other friends and with people who ask me, what is that something that you, you, you know, you would tell people to have while they're relactating or, or while they have well while while they are in their breastfeeding journey. I always say this. It's important that you have a support from, for example, your lactation counselor, your pediatrician. These two people, they are key in your relactation journey, in your breastfeeding journey. If at one point they do not align in terms of, their, of, of, of the care that they provide you and your baby, I think it's something that you need to reconsider and rethink about. And it makes a whole lot of difference that you have... You have both of them tandem helping you out. And they know each other. They refer back to each other in terms of caring for you and the baby. And well, in a nutshell, breastfeeding, my 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 personal breastfeeding story and relaxation process is not easy. As in not at all. It took me a lot of sacrifice and that determination to keep going. Even, even at this point for us, even now that Una is two years old, Year, two years old in age, um, it still gets challenging at times. And I honestly do not know until when I can exclusively breastfeed her. But for as long as she wants to do it and for as long as God allows me to do it, I pray that I'd be able to sustain her with what she needs. I just pray that God will enable me to keep going for until what more than two years old three years old i don't know um i i think well i don't think i know for a fact that i'd i'd miss this whole breastfeeding journey once she finally decides to wean off from me and that's a different what podcast episode of its own so but well aside from that the experience more than the experience that we had i think god is really using or has used my breastfeeding journey to teach me things i have yet learned and one of which is forbearance and apart from that if not for my breastfeeding journey if not for my relactation journey i wouldn't be able to appreciate motherhood better and thus leading me to have a heart uh for for other moms that if 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 in my case I didn't have the proper support, or I didn't have enough support, I didn't have, um, I didn't have enough knowledge. Well, I sorry, I had the enough support. I didn't have enough knowledge then, and it didn't, it didn't well took off perfectly fine in the beginning for Austin. How it, how is it for other women? How is it for other moms? Then I think that's where I developed my heart for other moms, other pregnant women, they too need the support that I had. They too need the learning and the insights and the wisdom that I had before they give birth or immediately after they give birth. So if you're a mom or a soon-to-be-one, please, as in please try breastfeeding for your baby unless unless a medical condition does not allow you to do it. Of course, you have to consult your, your care providers, your OB, your pediatrician, you can ask friends, relatives, research, and learn as much as you could. I did it a lot of times. I consulted Dr. Google, but <laughs> I wouldn't really recommend Doctor going, going to or resorting to Dr. Google. I'd recommend better that you ask your mom friends, your mom, even if, if, if she's breastfed you or your siblings, your doctor, your lactation counselor directly, more than Dr. Google. And do not hesitate to seek professional help if you think you need one. It is highly essential that you get proper guidance early on. Um, It's really, really... How could I stress that even more? Um, Well, I couldn't stress it any better, but just take it from me. Take it from someone who didn't get off in the right foot in terms of breastfeeding. You really need to have um, the right people guiding you through it. If you didn't have, if you didn't attend um, breastfeeding classes, well, I, I suggest you do if you're still pregnant. But if you haven't had the chance to attend it, well, you can always contact lactation counselors or you're, you can always refer back to your pediatrician and ask if they know lactation counselors within their circle of, of connection that they can refer to you. Um, well, like I always say, breastfeeding is honestly not easy and well as they say nothing of value comes easy but i can certainly tell you that the benefits outweigh the challenges promise as in promise not to mention the special and unique bond you and your baby will create that you are sure to cherish forever as a mom you know i think one of the special moments that i had in motherhood is being able to cradle her being able to um what nurse her the bond um her her hand gestures while we do it her her eyes you know staring at me while we do it it's just so priceless and i wouldn't you know i wouldn't trade it for anything um and i just pretty glad that i was given the opportunity to to relocate successfully because not i i acknowledge that not everyone gets that opportunity it's not going to be easy, absolutely. If you're if you're on if you're mixed feeding right now and you decide to, you know, give re- relocation a try, I tell you it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be well worth every sacrifice. So if you or some you, someone you know may have questions about relocation or breastfeeding concerns and that you feel I may be able to help you or direct you to the right person, please do not hesitate to send me an email or reach out via our social media pages. I would be so much delighted to assist you in every way possible. A lot of the moms I met via Mom Academy are people I randomly got to know because of a concern related to reluctation and breastfeeding. So if you need to consult, do not feel shy about it. It's alright. We all need to ask someone help. Someone, we, we all need to ask someone some help and questions. So there. I hope that by sharing my story of reluctation and breastfeeding journey, I'm able to encourage the breastfeeding or pregnant moms out there, if you are listening to me right now, I highly encourage you to keep on. Keep on praying and keep on breastfeeding. Keep on trying for your baby. If at some point you feel like you need help, go ask for it. It's 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 available for you. You just have to ask for it. And no matter where you are in your breastfeeding journey, remember to always just trust God for it and that biblically it is His design for mothers to nurse their babies and their children and that He can sustain you throughout journey i always um remember this favorite verse of mine it's in psalm 121 verse 2 that um my help comes from the lord the maker of heaven and earth so if god himself made heaven and earth how is it even impossible for him to supply your to supply you abundantly your breast milk i don't think that's going to be even challenging gonna be even even be challenging for him so you just have to pray and trust god throughout your breastfeeding journey so once again thank you for staying with me throughout this whole episode i hope that you stay tuned for the next ones we have a bunch of topics lined up for you that's really practical and learning field for us mothers catch you then god bless everyone and have an amazing learning